0: Listening to ACDCFans.net, the only ACDC podcast run by fans for the fans. Welcome back to ACDCFans.net, the first radio podcast only with ACDC made by the fans, for the fans. I'm your host, David Scala. I'm here with Corey Bates or Angus Rudd1019 on the fan site. I am Rock and Roll Damnation on the site. Corey, how are you?
1: Hey, David. I'm pretty good, man. It's good to be here.
0: It's great to be here.
1: This is going to be This is gonna be a great talk show about the best damn band in the world
0: the best damn band in the world ec dc yeah so this show we have quite a bit to talk about we're going to start it off with the recent case of phil rudd my
1: boy my boy my man philip rudovsky man yes
0: any of you have been following the Phil Rudd situation early, was what was it, September or November?
1: I mean, we could consider the music videos the start of it. Phil not showing up to music videos, that that was pretty much the start of it. Or even you could even take it back to head job interviews.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty... It depends
1: how far back into the Rudd legacy we want to go.
0: Uh, I guess we can start back to the promo videos for head Job.
1: Well, uh, honestly, when he was doing all those interviews for me, I thought he was just having fun with it. I never once thought the guy was on meth or drugs or anything, but there were other, other members on our website who, were, who, who called it immediately. There were some guys who were saying he, the famous saying was he was off the rails. That became a thing.
0: He looked a bit rough. <laughs> yeah,
1: he missed his teeth. You know, I figured hey, it was too lazy to put his teeth in. He's Phil Rudd. I'll let it slide.
0: I thought it was kind of weird though, because Phil doesn't really do interviews. He doesn't really go to the media a lot, so it was kind of weird getting like, what was it three or four interviews for headshots? Oh, well, he
1: did. He did a few. He did the one where he was like sitting drinking chocolate, hot chocolate the whole time. So
0: with the marshmallows.
1: Right, and uh, he <laughs> was talking about and all of and the thing about all the interviews that catches me still to this day is how he was so adamant about playing on this tour that he's yeah. not on and he it's like he didn't even realize that he decided not to skip the whole recording of the album until the last day he finally showed up but he was so confident.
0: Well maybe it just wasn't supposed to happen like that
1: I don't know um, whether I would take Angus's word or Phil's word—it's it's hard for me to pick between the two. But it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole like cluster of information that you can't—that you just make assumptions. There's a lot of assuming going on, and I don't like assuming, so I just leave it alone.
0: We'll pick it off from there. I mean, he was charged with hiring a hitman, threatening to right. kill. There was like a bunch of threats to kill. And meth and weed.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So the end charges, we'll actually just skip all those because a bunch of them were dropped. The hiring a hitman was dropped a day later. Um, So the end charges ended up being 91 grams of weed, 0.478 grams of meth, and then the phone calls. Um, Phil actually called the victim multiple times, you know, saying, you know, I'm gonna kill you, you cunt, whatever, something like that. So that was the threatening to kill charge.
1: Wasn't he threatening to kill someone's daughter or something, or is that something else that I'm thinking of?
0: That might have been the the, the hiring the hitman. The hitman? That was yeah. the hitman charge. Okay. Yeah. That was the one that was thrown away that had nothing to do with the case.
1: Well, his house. They raided his house. And yeah. uh, the whole purpose behind that was the hitman thing, correct? Yeah. So uh, I I believe that uh, the drugs would have never been discovered if that other charge and they dropped the other charge and that's the whole reason they discovered the drugs. But you know I'm also not a law student. I'm not a, yeah. a law genius. But I sort of think that that's unfair. But he also was doing drugs anyways. So I guess there could there should be punishment behind it. Uh, whether or not. He deserves it because he got raided by a charge that ended up being dropped. I think that's where I would draw the line, but others don't. And they think because he was doing the drugs that he should still be punished. So. Yeah.
0: And I mean, that kind of does tarnish his rep a little bit more than it should have because of the raid and that hi- the whole hiring the hitman thing kind of just blew up. And that was bad for A C B C. Yeah, for well,
1: the whole, every everything with Full Road right now are, in the past, pretty bad for the band in general.
0: Yeah. So, leading up to the court case, which was a couple days ago on Bonds' actual birthday, so that's kind of a, a weird fact, he was confirmed to be addicted to meth. He was having one-on-one sessions with a psychiatrist, according to Craig Tuck, his lawyer, and he ended up reconciling with the soon or the would-be victim uh in the crime uh, he paid him a couple whatever how much um he paid him a cash to repair that but uh let's talk about the judge
1: the judge thomas Ingram. graham
0: yeah he's got a he's got a nice backstory to this guy
1: uh he does he does uh i like the stuff he said in the case about a stolen chocolate bar yeah i guess only new i guess only in new zealand do they go to court for stealing chocolate bars i didn't i never knew that people go to court for stealing chocolate bars but uh he said to (laughs) he said to the thief two or three of these convictions and you will be prison bound just think about what it would be like lining up in, in the shower with all the boys with a soap, with a bar of soap in your hand. Oh, man. I think Thomas Ingram sort of sounds like a uh, a movie character. They should make a movie about this guy and call it The Judge. But it's like a comedy. Maybe Will Ferrell could play Thomas Ingram. Yeah. I, th- I think he... He has a set of balls on him for it, Judge, that's for
0: sure. The thief will be Owen Wilson.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, and someone who actually worked... I found this on a random article, because I was, like, searching up the Phil Rudd case uh, in preparation for this show, and I stumbled across this, this article about Judge, and someone who was working in the case, I'm not sure if it was a lawyer or not but he described the comments as disgusting and ridiculous um, he also added that these are definitely not the comments we expect from our um, our judges we pay good money so that they can set an example uh, for better standards and we have formality and dignity uh, so this this judge already judging from the article on him it wasn't going to be a pretty case
1: I don't know uh, how the whole system works and how they pick judges but uh I would assume they would pick some well-known uh, higher-up judge for this sort of case. Yeah, so. well,
0: it's New Zealand, so you have no clue the rules and stuff like that.
1: Right. Yeah. You want to move on to his conviction?
0: Yeah. So at the end of the, con- of the court case, it was determined that rudd was convicted of meth weed and the threatening to kill charges but they reduced down to eight months home detention instead of jail time which i think the judge hmm. wanted what at least 18 months uh
1: that's wh- i heard something like that two or three years i heard something like that
0: so it, it went down to eight months home arrest um which is kind of like a slap on the wrist have fun in your mansion
1: right pretty much um i I read on uh the website on fans.net somebody said that uh the law the laws for home detention in new zealand are a bit different uh that he will be able to go outside of his house maybe but i don't know if the guy was right by saying that or not or maybe he was asking a question i just remember reading it on the website and thinking about it, but you know, I I I feel uh, when I when I saw Phil Rudd from the day of the the court case, you can't I can't help but look at him and see in his face that he wishes that he was on the road right now instead of going through all this crap. Yeah, but he he put it on himself. So there's also that, and that is something that we can't really do, or there's no saying it even for ACDC. The the part that I I don't like is that the band didn't even offer there's no the judge the judge said it in one of his quotes where is it it says the your place in the band for the moment does not exist and it will not exist until you address your addiction issues Uh, gosh, here it is there's an absence there is an absence of evidence that he has any place in the band at the present time, let alone prospects of touring with them in the future. So, I think Phil, the fact that he didn't get an offer from Angus and from the guys, I think it's sort of a low blow to him, but he sort of low blowed the band when he didn't show up for the recording of the album when he showed up late. Yeah. So it sort of te- to balances out the pros and cons because they've both sort of done things to each other. now it's sort of gotten to the point where there has to be a make session if, if uh, Phil is ever going to get back in the band. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he picked up the phone and called Angus or something after this court case happened. But whether <laughs> Angus <Yeah>. answered <laughs> it or not.
0: Well, they're pretty busy on the road, but I have to... They're coming down to New Zealand at the end of the tour if I'm not mistaken. And is that the end? Right. So I would would assume that that they're going to get together. It's not going to be, you know, crazy. I don't think it's going to be really crazy. I think it's going to be like just sitting down and figuring out what went wrong. I mean, I think Phil had some things in his life that kind of got him off the rails, if you're going to use that term again. Um, And he kind of just, he went the wrong path basically and trying to fix it and i think that acdc wasn't up to speed with what was going on with phil and phil was kind of just going into acdc doing his thing and trying to getting out of there uh, as fast as he could i think i think he did a great job on the album
1: i i think his playing on the album is great too
0: there's so much it's all speculation i mean
1: yeah i mean there's only so much we could say on the issue uh, I just hope, I just hope that Angus and Phil do get to the point where they do end up meeting, and I, I wish an official statement would be made, but, uh, it's always sort of interview statements that we, we run off of with Angus and the boys because, and he sort of says the same thing in all the interviews, is Phil has to, uh, change, and, he, and he, from that, from last time we saw him, he's changing. So he looked pretty good. Hopefully I mean. he keeps... Yeah, I thought he looked much better than the beginning of the year. I mean, who wouldn't? He had teeth in his mouth, and I think he was wearing a suit that was tucked in. I don't know. I'm not sure. It was pretty <laughs> Pretty. <snazzy. laughs> he wasn't wearing a tie. <laughs> he decided to ditch the the tie, the the, the red whatever red kind toe. of tie look he had. Yeah. Where well, it wasn't even tied properly. But... I think, I just hope something happens where Angus and Phil work things out and I would like to see him like most guys, I know some don't there are those that don't and think Phil should be done with but uh, me personally the drums are such an important part to the ACDC sound that uh, I hope Phil does get back in the band uh, next year or so, if they do tour again that's that's saying if there's a big if on that, if they do decide to do something after this tour is over i have my doubts but um if they do do something again i hope phil's the guy who gets uh the throne behind the sonar drum kit
0: yeah i'm the same way i i prefer phil and and we're gonna get into it in the second part of the show but that takes nothing away from chris slade who has done a fantastic job uh replacing phil on this tour basically kind of coming in short notice
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, Chris Slade is is in there. He's got uh, he's got his history with the band, and I think that's why he was uh, the man to be called. He's playing on the the biggest live one of the biggest live albums ever. I mean, Live at Donington that DVD in general is one of the biggest live concert DVDs ever. It was
0: the first concert I I bought on CD and. Yeah it was the first oh, yeah. one
1: the first one I actually saw of the band as well. I used to uh, that's how I that's how I sort of learned to play guitar. I just sat and watched watched Angus in that DVD. Yeah,
0: the, the Angus cam.
1: Right. Exactly. And I would imitate him. <laughs> <laughs> little 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 tiny Corey running around the house with his acoustic guitar, pretending he was Angus. That was me. My parents thought I was crazy.
0: Everybody's crazy.
1: Yeah, all of us are on this website. It's one website filled with kooks. That's <laughs> us. <laughs> the idea I requested to David was that we pick some of our favorite drums, drum tracks, drum drum performances. My My first choice was Live at Hammersmith 1979. I'm not sure the name of the bootleg, but it's High Voltage off of this concert. And I dig the groove. It's all about the groove, man.
0: Welcome back to acdcfans.net, the only ACDC podcast on iTunes and Podomatic. Be sure to follow us there, subscribe on iTunes. I'm your host David Scala, here with Corey Bates. How are you, buddy?
1: Hey, part
0: 2. Part 2 of the fantastic episode.
1: Yes sir.
0: This one's going to be a little bit more bright than the Phil Rudd situation. We'll talk about the current tour.
1: A little bit more bright. <laughs> Yeah.
0: We're not lawyers at all, so we were just all talking from just a regular Joe kind of area of the subject. So, the current tour.
1: That's right. The lineup. You got King Angus. You got the nephew Stevie. You got Brian Johnson, a legend. Well, to some he actually isn't a legend, but I won't get into that. That was a whole website thing, if anybody's on the website. And then there's Cliff, the coolest mother trucker in the business and then you got Chris Slade the man on the kits and the skins all great musicians rock and roll yes
0: in the past there's been a couple changes to the set list not much it's varied over the years like different decade um, especially in the early years they they played a lot of the like first three albums. Cause that's all they had, yeah. but right. getting after let's say post 1982, mm-hmm. it's been basically the same set list per tour.
1: Pretty much, Did you just add. They just add the uh, the latest,
0: the singles. Yeah, yeah. So we started off Rocker Bust as an opener. Mm-hmm. Kind of growing on me.
1: Uh, opening track. Uh, I honestly preferred Hell in a Bad Place to be and I still do but as just the track itself I love the track I I've, I've love the title track it's one of my favorites on the album most definitely I like how they decided to pick it up especially since it's the opener so I'm very pleased with the decision on picking up the tempo as they do with most of these songs yeah. most of these songs were picked up And uh, I know Angus favors uh, heavier, heavier, faster sounds, as evident in uh, the "Blow Up Your Video" tour, where there was no Malcolm. Um, He prefers all the faster speeds, so I'm a fan of Rock Our Bus. Yeah, I have no problem with it being the opener.
0: It's a good song. Heads into "Shoot to Thrill." It's great change. Perfect. I think Stevie's actually getting a lot better with this song specifically. He's he's cooking um, on this one.
1: He's uh, he's falling in perfectly. Yeah, Uh, from the get go, I thought I thought from the get go that he was doing great. Some guys didn't, but I think he's he's doing a phenomenal job.
0: I like Stevie. Uh, He never really doubted. I never really had any doubt in Stevie, for some reason.
1: Like there was You know um, there was
0: some doubt um, the, with Chris, but I didn't really have anything with with Stevie.
1: The only uh the only issue uh actually I was gonna mention Thunderstruck, but we'll talk about that when we get there. But for the album for Stevie on the album, honestly, if they would have never if they would have never mentioned Malcolm Young being sick, I would have never noticed that he wasn't on the record.
0: Even personally. if they said it. I, I st- they said it and it sounds ACDC That's
1: it sounds yeah it sounds like Angus and Malcolm are on are on the on the record me and Spellbound had a discussion about it uh, way back when the uh they released Rock Our Bust and Play Ball we talked about it personally me and him and we talked about how the two Malcolm and Stevie Angus did such a good job of teaching Stevie how Malcolm plays that it's not even it's not it's not even noticeable you know and the backup vocals
0: that's a different story <laughs>
1: who's doing the backups on the record it's I think Cliff it,
0: Cliff Angus uh, and Brendan O'Brien
1: Brendan did step in okay uh the backup vocals I thought for most of the songs they sounded like Malcolm young was there but then there were a few where you could tell he's not there
0: <laughs> he's got a, a bit of a you can hear the accent in his background vocals.
1: Right. So exactly. That was
0: kind of the missing part. Yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't too much of a difference.
1: Rock the blues away. You could tell there's no Malcolm on yeah. that one because that's such a heavy, heavy uh, song. With the with the misadventure backup vocals, the whole na na na. Yeah. That could go either way because I could hear Malcolm Young singing that, but you know I think Stevie's doing great, and that's the whole point that I'm trying to get to is Stevie's doing a phenomenal job, and I wouldn't I wouldn't even notice that Malcolm's missing if it was never announced.
0: Yeah. So after "Shoot the Thrill," we get into the opener you said you prefer "Hell in a Bad Place" to be, which always sounds so good live.
1: Great track. One of my favorite live, uh, I still listen to it quite often. I listen to the River Plate edition in my truck at like 2,000 decibels or whatever. And um, it never gets old for me. It gets old for some people, but not for me. I always love this track. Just the the bass is just driving the whole time. And it causes me to go insane most of the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great track. I I agree. I actually have... It wasn't actually released as like a DVD thing, but it was in a box set, I believe, uh, Circus Chrome 2003. And that version of Hell in a Bad Place to Be is my favorite. I love that concert so much. Mm.
1: Great tour, the 03 tour. We have a few members who who experienced it. I'm not, I didn't because I was like three years old. No, I wasn't no, that I was,
0: young. But. I was starting to get into ACDC. I was probably, what, like eight years old?
1: I think I was 10.
0: Yeah, I'm 20 now, so I must have been like 8 years old. Right. Because I missed out on the Stiff Upper Lip Tour, and then I missed out on Toronto Rocks. If, if you guys don't know, I'm here in Toronto, Canada.
1: We missed out on all the good stuff.
0: <laughs> There's still good stuff. I'm going to the, the show in September.
1: Yeah, I'll be there in August.
0: It's going to be a fun time.
1: I wanted to ask you: Do you think there's any uh, thing you could replace? Hell in a bad place to be with. Would you swap it or would you keep it?
0: No, I would keep it.
1: Keep it. Okay. Yeah. I'd keep it too.
0: So next track is "Back in Black." Kind of a. You, you gotta have it in the set list. It ain't
1: going nowhere.
0: Yeah, that's the. It's the same thing. You don't really want to analyze "Back in Black" because it's. It's "Back in Black." Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I wish Phil Rudd was playing it? Yeah, but he's not. And I could live with it. I'll live with it. Don't worry, guys.
0: One that's actually kind of controversial. Well, it is controversial now. There's been a lot of threads going on in the website or the fan site mm-hmm. Playball.
1: Yes, this is a good one to talk about.
0: I'm not sure if they should keep it. I I personally don't like it.
1: Um I want them, I know if they get rid of it, they're going to swap it with, uh, I I would assume they swap it with another track off the record. Yeah. I want to hear Rock the Blues Away. I prefer that song. That's probably one of my favorites off the album. Um, I hope they would swap it with that. Some people want to hear Dogs of War. I'm not a fan of Dogs of War too much. Um, but... I would like to see it get changed. I'd like to see something get changed. I mean, I hope they really don't do the whole tour with this set list. I would be highly disappointed. I I came into this tour thinking that they were even talking about it, that they were going to be mixing it up because they they were hyping it so well. I mean, they were on interviews saying, oh, we're doing stuff. Brian was saying they're doing stuff that they haven't done in a long time. But that is Brian Johnson talking. Yeah. And. He does, he's very good at making up lies. All we got is have a drink on me in Sin City, so.
0: Well, they did that Reddit AMA thing.
1: Right. That's, I think that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. And they, and Angus said something like, he got a yell for the, for the stuff if you want to hear it, but that's full of, he's full of, you know what. Yeah, they've got their, they've got
0: their favorites and.
1: I just, personally, I just think they don't rehearse anymore. I'm not sure how much they rehearse anymore. Well, they
0: probably rehearse a bit this tour, because they, they must have had to.
1: Yeah, I mean, leading up to the tour, they probably do. But, I mean, they don't do the sound checks. They don't do sound checks anymore. they, they Apparently, they just roll up to the gig, like, 15 minutes prior to. Shh. They play, and then they leave. Jeez. My God. That's that, that's what I've heard. Well, and uh,
0: To be able to do that, though.
1: Uh, yeah, you got to be an AC/DC. <laughs> That's the only way you got to be an ACDC Or Paul McCartney, probably. But gosh, I mean, Van Halen just started their tour, and uh, I took a look at their set list, and they're playing all sorts of different songs. You know, they got the they got the hits, but oddball stuff. Metallica does it. I mean, a bunch of bands. The Rolling Stones even throwing a couple oddballs here and there.
0: That's actually. It's good that you mentioned the Stones, because I saw their set list for for today, and they put in You've Got Me Rockin', or You Got Me Rockin'. Mm -hmm. I was so surprised that they put that song back in.
1: I mean, I I think we don't ask for much, but all we need is one or two, you know? They they could just do one. Yeah. Maybe Sink the Pink or something. Gosh, give us... Something different.
0: Like, really different. Like, it's got to be like a deep cut.
1: I would love to hear Flick of the Switch.
0: Guns for Hire.
1: Right? Oh, man. (laughs) There's so many people on the website who'd lose their minds.
0: Like, imagine if they they open it up like it's, it's Detroit, 1983. Just picture it in your mind. And you have that intro, like, and it opens up with Guns for Hire. Like, would you lose your mind?
1: Yeah. Who wouldn't?
0: I would would flip.
1: It'd be great, but it will never happen.
0: Yeah. I mean... Unfortunately. Well, I mean, the vocal style for Brian has changed. I don't think he can sing that high anymore. No. But...
1: I think if they did do a song from that era, they would do something that they've done in the past. Yeah, And it would probably be title tracks it would either be title tracks or it would be uh, some sort of famous singles we've talked about it on the website before I mean some of the possibilities that people were uh, at least I was thinking of was uh, that's the way I want to rock and roll maybe even uh, jailbreak right jailbreak I, I for, we, a lot of people for sure thought jailbreak was going to come back but that didn't see the light of day and um, money talks. No money talks. No nothing. I couldn't believe it. Just have a drink on me in Sin City. I'm, but I'm gonna go ballistic when Sin City is playing. In yeah. August. Well,
0: they did, they did give a couple, but they also took one out too. And we'll get to to that one after we say the rest of the track listing. Um, Dirty deeds. That's a staple. Yeah. Great. Thunderstruck. Now, you wanted to touch on Thunderstruck.
1: Uh, It was about Stevie. This is really the only song Stevie I still don't think plays right. Uh, me being a guitar kind of guy, too, knowing the guitar parts. Yeah. Stevie is sort of just playing a B chord, which you could do. You could do it. A lot of tribute band guys do it. You just sort of play that B chord over the whole Angus Young thing and... If you know if you know your ACDC and you know what it's supposed to sound like. You know that he's playing it wrong.
0: Yeah, there's more of like a an alternate kind of picking going going right. on.
1: Malcolm's very precise in his picking on this song.
0: Yeah. Other than that though, I mean, it's it's fine. I, nev- I yeah, never liked, it ain't going nowhere. I never liked Thunderstruck live, but it's yeah, it's, like you said, it's not going anywhere.
1: What about that no bull version though?
0: Oh. Uh. I just, the, don't even get me started. Phil Rudd
1: f- snare, snare smacks.
0: Oh, I can talk it all was, day about uh, the nice double tap snares that Phil does.
1: When I did my cover for the house band for that, I don't think, I'm not sure if anybody noticed, but I broke my drumstick doing that song. Oh, man. <laughs> doing it on One of those snare smacks. And I think I think that's the best version. Others think it's Donington, but that's because I'm a drum guy. And I th- I prefer Chris Slade, or not Chris Slade, Phil Rudd over Chris Slade. So that's why I always picked an old old version. But other people pick Donington because Brian sounds better at Donington. Yeah. So that's a different show, though. That's a different yeah, show. That's
0: a way different show. They put in high voltage, which is... Yes. I like it.
1: It's brilliant.
0: I, I think Chris Slade actually... This is one of the songs she spices up that I don't mind. I really like it. Great drum fill. Yeah.
1: Great intro. And uh, the breakdown. Breakdown's going great. I mean, uh, God, the only the only thing on this song is Brian can never seem to remember lyrics. Yeah. Which I'm completely fine with because you really could say, ask me about the. Pillows I Sleep On, you could say whatever you want on this song, really. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what he does. He's just, he's, he does read off the teleprompters. But
0: well, he's getting up there, so you can't really blame him.
1: I, I wish the breakdown was longer, and I wish the intro was longer. Yeah. But you could only ask them to do so much
0: at this point. They brought back Rock and Roll Train. I think this is the one that lacks maybe second or third most. I think this needs the Phil Rudd groove, but I'm glad they brought it back because I really love this track.
1: Mm. I would drop it and bring in something else.
0: Well, if it was, Personally. I mean, if they are going to put, like, let's say, Up to My Neck in You, I would drop it in an instant.
1: i drop it for anything different, as long as it's not something they did on the Black Ice Tour. Give me anything else except something that was played on the Black Ice Tour. Yeah that's what I would do I would drop it for even if it's even if it's stiff upper lip or something you know hard as a rock yeah anything different but I doubt it's gonna happen
0: hell's bells staple baptism yep. baptism by fire that's a nice interesting mm. one
1: yes very interesting guitar riff uh, they do they they've been pretty tight with it recently i haven't they they've done a show where they didn't play it i think also yeah but I and think that'll go into that'll
0: go into the jack we'll talk about the jack in a bit
1: mhm um baptism i'm either way on this song i prefer the studio version uh i think it's sort of a bungle mess live i don't care for its sound live it just the, the clarity and and stuff isn't quite there for me I would prefer something else, but, uh, oh well.
0: You shook me all night long, Staple.
1: Staple ain't going nowhere, can't say nothing about it.
0: The only Power Age song that just made me freak when I saw it on the set list. Sin City. Yes. Love it.
1: Yes, yeah, great. I'm, I'm loving the stuff Angus is doing uh, with his tie. I saw some videos and the beer bottle. That, right, the beer bottle is "Let There Be Rock." He's he's
0: sunglasses. I mean, if we just take a moment to to talk about Angus, I mean, he has not stopped at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, both him and Brian on this tour, there's something different about him and that's why I'm leaning towards this like being the last go around because it, all he's bringing out all the guitars. Brian's going insane like he's on cocaine again and uh, I just think it feels like it's the last go around and they're just out there doing doing what they do best one last time and they're throwing it all out there and I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I can't wait to see it next time. I'm enjoying
0: seeing all these guitars that he's bringing out. I mean there's you got his his regular Ebony SG standard and then he'll bring out like his special signature with the lightning bolts. And then there's that really nice one. It was like um, the, sun yeah, the Sunburst SG. It's kind of like an orangey orangey color. It's, yeah. I've never seen that. And then Malcolm or uh, not Malcolm, but Stevie's Black Wretch. That one's I love the yeah, Black Wretch. I, I, it's like you never saw this it's sort before. Of,
1: if you want to get we could get very poetic <laughs> and, and talk about like. How the black is like reminiscent of Malcolm Young, you know? <laughs> sort of like the Back and Black album is is that whole black thing is for Bon, you know? But yeah, I think it's cool. I like the black Gretsch. Yeah. Look, I dig
0: it's it. It's just something, I dig black it's something different though. Like you're usually, you got the black SG and then you got your sanded down, you know, yellowish Gretsch. And yeah. now you got like all these kind of variations. It's like it's just different to see. It's kind of cool.
1: Mhm, I dig it. I dig it, dude.
0: I also dig "Shot Down in Flames." I'm glad. I'm yes. glad they kept this.
1: Thank God. This is right next to uh, "Hell Ain't a Bad Place to Be" for me. I when I saw ACDC on the Black Ice tour, I did not get to hear this one live. I was very pissed when they added it after the show like, I went. You
0: to. saw? You saw? What was it? Anything goes? Or?
1: Yes. Yeah. I I got all the Black Ice stuff. Big Jack
0: I, I didn't mind that track
1: I hated Big Jack I preferred Anything Goes over Big Jack I wouldn't
0: put it <laughs> I wouldn't put it back in the set list But I, I I was fine with it in the set list
1: Yeah But um I was very aggravated that they added it After I saw them
0: Well they added Dog Eat Dog too Which must ugh. If you saw that at River Plate Man mm-hmm. that was cooking.
1: Yeah, they always do that one live. That's that uh, that one always. It turned into a staple too, sort of. I I never understood. I I always thought I always would prefer something like rock and roll damnation.
0: Yeah. But uh,
1: they always did dog eat dog when Phil Rudd came back in the band. That's sort of when that one went off, and they took it out for stiff upper lip. But uh, they came back for black eyes.
0: Well, another addition. <laughs> Have a drink on me. Not bad. Good Not one. Not bad.
1: Loved it. Freaked out when I saw it. Couldn't believe it. And it, when it all, when it first got added, I thought there would be more soon to come, you know? It got everybody's hopes up. <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> but it didn't happen.
0: Yeah. It's it's still kind of good to have it, though. I mean...
1: Yeah, I love for it. That, Great for that, edition. like,
0: four minutes, it's like, wow. You, you haven't heard that since, like, what, 85?
1: Yeah, Rock and Rio back with Simon. Yeah, back then in those years. Little yeah, old simy. Simon, popular character.
0: I didn't mind him. Again, that's not for this episode.
1: Mm, that is not
0: TNT. Yep, Ka-sh! staple. Uh, staple.
1: Always great. Yep.
0: Whole lot of Rosie. I mean, we're going off.
1: Now well, we're at the end of the show. Yeah. Now we're at the part where the runway decides to show up. Yeah. What the fuck?
0: They have it there for the whole show, and they're like, we'll just go there for the last. I
1: just use it last, for the end. For the last three songs. It's disappointing. But
0: Let There Be Rock, man. That's when it just goes into full gear.
1: Yeah? They've are, we, are we talking about the band or the runway?
0: <laughs> it made an entrance.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, I would say both. Bo-
1: both of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let there be rock. It it's still what it is. Um, they use it for the extended Angus solo. Some guys wish they would play the shorter version. Um, no. I yeah, I prefer Angus going into the crowd and doing his thing. Doing
0: the little crazy spasm. C-
1: Chris Slade does get tired. I haven't watched any recent videos of the show, so I'm not sure if he still does. But uh, he he would get tired and it would uh, affect, he would change his rhythm, his rhythm is playing in the, in the middle of the breakdown or the extended solo. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, right?
0: The thing. this is what I think is kind of the biggest change. I don't like 8 on that song.
1: What do you mean? You prefer?
0: I prefer the instead of the.
1: Oh, you! I know what you're saying. Okay.
0: It's, it's
1: like. So you prefer you prefer the way Rudd played it, from Ballbreaker through Black Eyes. Yeah,
0: it's. You can actually make it faster the way Rudd plays it. Right. It it doesn't sound faster, but it actually is faster, than when you play it. Right. With, I think it, it has to be eighths I'm not like a technical drummer like with th- those terms
1: no he's playing yeah he's playing eighth notes you're right by saying he's playing eighth notes um but uh I prefer I prefer eighth notes I mean if you go back and you watch all the stuff with Rudd when he was in his prime I mean he did eighth notes every night on that song but he didn't slow down and he didn't change it. Like, if you watch Largo, gosh, Largo 81 feels flying.
0: Damn, that was... We needed, like, a full Blu-ray copy of that thing. Man, if this ever goes out to ACDC, man, put that 81 show on DVD. That is just unreal.
1: Yeah, either that or Tokyo. Tokyo would be cool. Yeah,
0: It's just because we've had, like, the that every kind of tour since what was it stiff upper lip tour they've had a live dvd ball breaker ball breaker so we've had like no we've ball. had a live concert dvd every year and it's kind of like well, it would be good if they traveled back and put one like maybe mid 80s or like even 1981
1: i mean actually well what do you mean by every year do you mean every year as in like every tour year after year Oh, every tour. Well, they, then they start at Donington, so you start at Donington, and it goes on from there. They did Razor's Edge, and you got Ballbreaker, then you got Stiff, then you got O3.
0: Which wasn't really—it wasn't really a tour like a, an album tour. O3, but, but right. they had like these, like the Toronto Rocks, and then they had like their shows that they had like with the Stones.
1: Yep, and they still did DVD. They did Circus Chrome speaking of setless how about the setlist on that tour oh man cooking but that's another show
0: <laughs> so many shows so be sure to subscribe
1: we got two more songs now let there be rock so in the end let there be rock I mean we feel different about it I guess but uh, like I'm not I'm not sure if Chris Slade is still slowing down I haven't watched any recent videos of him playing I it. I think
0: he's he's gotten better I mean he was he was pretty shaky. He was pretty shaky from Coachella to maybe half half the shows that they did. He was pretty shaky, but I think he's got a lot better. Kind of just getting into the swing of things.
1: Yeah, that's good. I th- I look forward to seeing him next month. I would to hell. Uh, yeah, you can't say nothing about this yeah. one. Um Brian Johnson sings it great. Uh, Angus played the so yeah. Angus
0: played the full solo.
1: It's find the way it is. I was surprised about that one,
0: dude. Someone posted it on the fan site. Angus played on one of the shows, and then after that show, he played it on every one of the other shows that they did until like the one they did was it like a day or ago, day or two. He's been keeping the full solo, like, right. like the Grammys the one, whole outro
1: yeah. Right. I know it's it's interesting. I wonder what his motive is behind it. I'd, I'd I'd like to ask him.
0: Cause he hasn't played the full solo. The Grammys was ever. Yeah, the Grammys was the first time.
1: Yeah, and I remember how everybody was freaking out when he did it. <laughs> so many people. Oh
0: my God! Angus is playing the outro solo. Whoa! Oh, well, I loved it, man.
1: Like, I I got no complaints. Yeah,
0: you gotta have more solos from Angus.
1: I know. Yes, you do. That's one of the worst parts about the current album, but we won't talk about that now.
0: But we will talk about the solos, and for those about to rock. Hey. So good. He never disappoints on this song. This is always right. the ending, the final, you know, give you the last five minutes of rock and roll. Yeah, and It's probably more live.
1: I, I'd like to point out, uh, Cliff Williams in this song yeah. too I mean all of them all of them really I mean this is a total musician ACDC musician song I mean the rhythm is chunk, is chugging away Cliff is flying on the bass when that, when it picks up Yeah. and uh, Angus is just ripping the whole time and Brian's screaming his tits off so this is, it's, it's the perfect closer and it's, there's a reason it hasn't changed since it's been created yeah.
0: as an ACDC concert isn't done without the cannons
1: yep the cannons roll them out roll out the cannons boys
0: I have no clue how loud they're gonna be I've never been I almost got tickets to the Black Ice Tour I'm still kicking myself in the head for that um but I wonder how loud they are cause some some videos they sound like they're weak as hell but yeah I mean, how well, loud was the Black
1: Ice tour? Um, they were pretty loud for me. I mean, I was, I was only like 12 years old at the time. Sort of the whole show, most of the show, when I saw them back in oh9 I think it was. Uh, it was. It's sort of like a blur to me now, but at the time. I wasn't so big into ACDC as I am now because I was sort of just getting into them. And uh, I just remember stuff I remember vividly is the first time Angus duck walked. That was something that that I remember. And uh, the striptease for odd some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that means anything about the Jack or the striptease, but.
0: Well, that, that's actually good you said that because they took out the Jack right now a lot of people were happy about this a lot more people than i thought
1: Mm Mhm. i am happy about it i think it was uh i think it's one of personally for me in my tribute band shows we don't play the jack we play uh bad boy boogie instead and uh i think it's a good drop whether or not uh I would bring the Jack back in and sacrifice High Voltage or any of those other new additions. No way. You know, I would much rather have High Voltage, Drink on Me, or Sin City than the Jack. Yeah. Would I drop the Jack for Play Ball or Back to Them by Fire? Uh, no. I don't think I would. <laughs> I'd rather stick with some stuff that I haven't heard before, you know? I prefer Boogeyman over the Jack. And that's because I am a uh, ballbreaker connoisseur.
0: Loved ballbreaker.
1: I know you guys talked about it the last episode without me. It's hard to imagine uh, that one without Phil Rudd because if you play that with a tighter hi-hat like Chris Slade probably would. It probably wouldn't sound the same. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? We've been talking for so long.
0: Maybe we'll just leave it at that. Everybody's cooking. Everyone's playing good. There are mistakes. Yeah, you know, There's, there's going to be mistakes on a tour.
1: Let's leave it positively. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, the and the guys are old. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's they, ACDC. I, they, they're almost, they're all in their 60s, except Stevie, I think. And, uh, I mean, Slade's 70. Brian's 69, I think. And, uh. It's, a, it's expected to happen. I'm not expecting them to be perfect at this age. But it is what it is when it comes to mistakes. And I have no problem with them because I'm a fellow musician and I understand, you know, it happens. All oh, that yeah. stuff happens. Yeah,
0: there's some times where I'm playing guitar and I'm just like, how did I make that mistake? But it just happens. Can't what? do anything about it. Anyways, it was great talking to you. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the podcast. Please Subscribe. If you're on the fan site, hit us up. Angus Rudd, 1019. I'm Rock and Roll Damnation. Thinking of doing like a question episode next week. Not too sure, but uh, it'll be great. Again, subscribe on Podomatic and iTunes. We're going to end it off with Rocker, live, and I picked this one. Live in Colchester, 1978.